0: Welcome to the Canadian SME podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your
1: business.
2: Attention all entrepreneurs in the Toronto area. The time is approaching to take your company to the next level. Join us at the 7th Annual Business Transitions Forum at the MTCC Toronto on May 9th where you'll learn growth and transition strategies that will help you transform your business. Network and gain insights from fellow entrepreneurs, acquirers and mergers, and acquisitions professionals to gain actionable strategies that will help you form a clear plan for the future of your company. Act now and use special promo code SME20 for 20% off at checkout. Tickets are selling fast, so you don't want to wait. Visit businesstransitionsforum.com. That's businesstransitionsforum.com.
0: Good morning, everyone. This is Karina from Canadian SME Small Business Magazine. Welcome to the Canadian SME Podcast a podcast for Canadian small and medium businesses. In our podcasts, we interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to give small business owners access to expert knowledge that helps them grow their enterprises. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprises and help them reach a bigger audience through our platform. We want to thank our banking partner RVC and shipping partner UPS accounting software partner Zero for making this initiative possible. As we reflect on the progress made by women in different spheres of life, we are thrilled to have our guest today share her journey with us. Her story is one of courage, determination, and resilience, and we hope that it will inspire and empower our listeners. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest and dive into her incredible journey. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking with Jen Juby, Chief Executive Officer for the Innovators and Entrepreneurs Foundation. Hi, Jen. How are you doing today? I'm great, Karina. How are you? I am good. Thank you for asking. Super excited as you're here with
1: us. Very pleased to have you here. Well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Jen leads the national charity in realizing its commitment to celebrate, educate, and advocate for Canadian founders and innovators belonging to racialized and or equity-deserving groups as they navigate the unfair barriers of institutional, structural, and interpersonal biases. In addition to being a founder herself, Jen has successfully held a variety of executive roles for large global corporations, and small startup ventures in food service and retail sectors. Now, Jen, I am pretty sure it's been an impeccable one, but we'd love to know how has your journey been as an entrepreneur and the kind of responsibilities that you share as the CEO of the Innovators and Entrepreneurs Foundation?
1: Great. You know, Karina, the experience as an entrepreneur, I love that you chose the word impeccable. Uh, is a wonderful word. I would say there's so many incredible experiences about being an entrepreneur. <laughs> Impactable, unfortunately is not one of them it's a messy messy job but in the best ways Mm -hmm. you know it's exhilarating it's exhausting Mm -hmm. it is also incredibly rewarding when you take your passion and your vision and bring it to life and see it come to life Mm -hmm. you know uh, I think about one of my startups most recently bringing six retail storefronts to life plus Mm e-commerce During the pandemic and over 18 month period, you know, we were, I love the expression, you build a plane while you fly it. Well, we were also building the plane and funding the plane while we were flying it. Mm-hmm. As many entrepreneurs know, yeah, I was wearing all the hats, right? Yeah. Many entrepreneurs go through this. You're you're in charge of HR, you're in charge of IT, you're the marketer, you're a procurement, and you're also running operations. But in that, you know, I felt so stretched. I had the opportunity to learn so much and also went to strong entrepreneurs and leaders in my life who were able to lift me and help me Mm -hmm. and provide me guidance along the way and built a strong team who helped me too. So it's very exhilarating and rewarding. Right. With the charity in my role as CEO, mm-hmm. you know, really, we're a small, scrappy startup as well. Mm-hmm. We're, we're still in our infancy. We're non-government funded. Uh, and my mighty team and I wear many hats as well. But predominantly as CEO, I lead our programs and our resources that support entrepreneurs across Canada mm-hmm. who are members of one or more racialized or equity deserving group.
0: Right. So it's yeah. well said then. It's about the process and the things that you learn in the journey more than the
1: actual reward when you get, is it? It is certainly um, you, in, in the process of being an entrepreneur. Uh, there's so much to learn along the way. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And the goals are always changing, right? Especially high achievers, you're setting out those goalposts. So it really is about what you learn along the way, for sure. Of
0: course. Now, Jen, what do you think that the role Women's History Month uh, can play in recognizing and removing barriers affecting women in their workplace?
1: You know, I think, Karina, that... Women's History Month can be a good springboard and opportunity for organizations to stop and reflect on what level of audit they need in the equity that they're creating for women and for women in all racialized or equity deserving groups. The reality is you really can't have a conversation about creating equity for women without including all other elements racialized people who are racialized and racialized women uh women with disabilities Mm -hmm. um ageism which exists with women and and with with all other counterparts or male counterparts often during women's history Month, particularly on international women's day on march 8th corporations shine a light on the women they employ And they often shine a light on executive women, senior leadership, racialized black women, indigenous women in leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not acceptable. That's not enough. That's baseline, right? Those are basic human rights that we have, particularly in Canada, that we're blessed to have here. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not enough. They're patting themselves on the back and, and shining a light on the fact that they've brought women into these roles, You know, that's barely even point of entry. Mm -hmm. What I would love to see happen during Women's History Month and well beyond and every day beyond is a commitment to pay equity. For example, still in Canada, Karina, and I'm sure you know this, women are paid 86 cents for every dollar their male counterpart earns. That's Caucasian women. Mm -hmm. Women belonging to a racialized group are making less than 60%. what their male counterparts are making that on its own is an issue Mm -hmm. women's health issues Mm -hmm. you know and we they are women's health issues but they're everyone's health issues women require um room for you know an an accountable space that provides them the opportunity to take time off for menstrual issues um perimenopausal and menopause health and of course you know, leaves of absence and flexibility Mm -hmm. for all genders, Mm -hmm. for um, family care, child care, elderly parent care. These are the things that I hope that Women's Health, or sorry, Women's History Month will provoke companies to look at and start auditing. It's Mm -hmm. not going to happen in a month
0: strongly agree with you on this. And I love that you shared so many insights, because I wasn't really well aware about the percentage that you mentioned. Um, Super insightful, Jen. And I also feel that by shining a spotlight on these issues, Women's History Month can actually help to raise awareness of these barriers. Now, Jen, you've been in the industry for a long time (laughs) period now. And so you witnessed the highs and the lows. And to be specific, I'd say um, the obstacles, Mm -hmm. um, the biases faced by women in the workplace. And so could you briefly describe some of your own experiences and how you dealt with these situations?
1: Thank you for asking that, Karina. And as I reflected on our conversation today, uh, I thought a lot about how a decade ago, if you would ask me to sit down and have this conversation, I don't know if I could have fully been as vulnerable Mm -hmm. you know it's because I just accepted a lot of what I experienced particularly with other corporations um as the norm and as status quo and that's Mm -hmm. why there does need to be movement for change and Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for you and SME magazine for having these conversations as a result we appreciate that you know there's lots unfortunately Karina um that I could share but I'd probably summarize a lot of them around um receiving coaching constantly around how I looked, um, doing my hair and makeup and how we dressed mm-hmm. along the way um, you know I would receive accolades for the results I was delivering the money I was making for the company but I received feedback consistently you know I was too compassionate mm-hmm. I was too vulnerable mm-hmm. so showing my weaknesses to my team okay. Um, I was confident in how I delivered results, but I didn't show up confident. I still don't know what that means. I didn't show up with confidence, even okay. though I led with confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of this was common feedback. It wasn't just me receiving this. Women were receiving this feedback consistently. Mm-hmm. And these attributes were often how I delivered such strong results, which is ironic. And yet, these are the things I was constantly coached on. One of the other barriers that I faced was conversations around childbearing. Mm-hmm. And I actually, one of the hard-earned um, promotions that I received within months after uh, promotion, okay. I got engaged okay. and was planning my wedding with the love of my life. And three months before our wedding, I was asked about uh, pl- my plans for having children. And it wasn't about what happens To me, to Jen, if I go out and have a child, where's my career? It was about taking care of the business if I was leaving. This came up again, 18 months later, um, we were in the wake of potentially having to deal with some layoffs. And my leader yet again came to me to ask about my child rearing plans. Mm-hmm. And she first thought this might be a way to help secure me and let me know my job is safe because of my performance. Mm-hmm. Then she also started having a conversation with me about how this could potentially save someone else from mm-hmm. being laid off. Mm-hmm. If I determine that I should have a child right now. And all of these conversations really led me to believe that the idea of of planning for children and mm-hmm. leaving the business was risking my career. Yeah. And it was on the mandate of the company and not on me. And these are not unique, Karina. I'm mm-hmm. sharing this with you. And, you know, these are not unique circumstances. These stories exist all over and they're still happening. This was, you know. 15 years ago and they're still happening today and it was a lot of why I wanted to be an entrepreneur and many women many entrepreneurs in Canada belonging to racialized group or equity deserving groups feel the same way Mm -hmm. you know they want to be an entrepreneur because they need to break away from this kind of experience and bias
0: right first of all a thank you for sharing this because I know it's super personal to you but it is so
1: sad it is and this is why we need change and again love that you're shining a light on how this month can be a catalyst to begin that journey for companies
0: ladies and gentlemen it's time for a short break and we will be right back before we went on the break we discussed the obstacles and barriers that women face in the entrepreneurial industry now jen would you walk us through the aids that innovators and entrepreneurs foundation provides to remove barriers for women in the workplace ecosystem
1: awesome well i'd love to share a little bit more about the charity and how we support women and all equity deserving Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs across canada you know um being an entrepreneur is tough Mm -hmm. no matter who you are right and it's um it's expensive (laughs) uh it's a lot of sweat equity um a lot of passion and time and commitment goes into getting your business up and running and then scaling from there. Um, So already it's tough on the best of days. And then when you throw in uh, entrepreneurs who are members of equity-deserving groups, you're up against additional systemic barriers and biases Mm -hmm. often that impede an entrepreneur's ability maybe to acquire funding for their business or even the resources that they need. (laughs) Uh, where that support system may already exist for others. Mm -hmm. So we want to create that support system that may be lacking or gapping. We provide education, resources that are meaningful mm-hmm. to help entrepreneurs within their business not so much in the startup realm but once the business is operational right we provide support through our sponsors through either free or deeply discounted support and software mm-hmm. needed software in your business like financial software mm-hmm. or in shipping solutions yes. um, and like that we also provide thank you to our partners and sponsors we provide micro grants and mm-hmm. awards on a regular the basis okay. as well that's and amazing we, yeah which is fantastic mm-hmm. every year mm-hmm. and we also um we also mine data mm-hmm. and insights mm-hmm. from entrepreneurs across canada to share with other ecosystem supporters and mm-hmm. to share with regional provincial and federal levels of government so we can all work for the same change right. forward right right that's
0: amazing and you know i feel that it is important for organizations and policymakers actually to kind of use the momentum of women's history month
1: yes, yes. absolutely yes
0: and it's obviously gonna help in pushing gender equality right and then creating an environment where they can have equality as well as equity now our podcast will be incomplete If I did not ask this question, Jen, what is that one advice that you'd like to give to the aspiring women? I mean, every entrepreneur, every small business out there to help them
1: succeed in this industry. So the advice that I would give really, especially Mm -hmm. for women Mm -hmm. is to ask for help. And I say this because so often, and we just wrapped up within the charity a few weeks ago, an incredible powerhouse roundtable with remarkable women identifying entrepreneurs across Canada Mm -hmm. and predominant theme is that women are super women and -hmm. they feel like they have to be super women. And many of our panelists were also mothers, some single parent mothers, you know, and they have so many competing priorities coming to the table and they feel like they need to do it all and have it all. we need to ask for help and have that ecosystem supporting us and have a mentor slash sponsor mm-hmm. go- who has some lived experience mm-hmm. and that can guide us on our journey and guide mm-hmm. you on your journey. That is critical. Someone that's going to be able to give you mm-hmm. real true critical feedback and also champion your wins. Mm-hmm. And you- being an entrepreneur is lonely. Yeah. Woman or not, being an entrepreneur is lonely. Unless you have a co-founder hip on hip with you, if you're yeah. doing it solo, even if you have a remarkable team, mm-hmm. it still is a little bit lonely there. Having a mentor who has that lived experience mm-hmm. can help you walk through and problem solve together. Right. And having someone who can champion you. True. Yeah. So it's- ask for help and get a mentor would True. be my advice. That's
0: nice. I mean, it's the hard truth, but you know, it doesn't really matter where you're coming from how you look like, the industry you are in, women are just super women.
1: Yes, I mean, I don't Marina, know. Yes. Well said. <laughs> and it, it is true. And there Women have a lot of pressure to, to bear a ton of responsibility. And also, you know, I'd mentioned earlier, I, I accepted a lot of what had happened to me earlier in my career and in my progression because it was just the norm. I thought if I did anything, I'm going to rock the boat. Right. So women just take it in stride and really nail it though. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, that's too much pressure. We need societal shifts. That's not going to happen this month. Right? Certain, it's not yeah. going to happen after this podcast. Mm-hmm. I do love the conversation happening, though, because as each conversation happens and as we continue to talk about it and challenge, you know, whether it's corporations, challenge the government, challenge the ecosystem supporters, entrepreneurial ecosystem supporters, to find ways to work toward removing these barriers. We're moving, but we're moving at a snail's pace. Right. So it does need to happen. And I would love for Women's History Month to inspire more of that change and like a commitment to long-term change.
0: Well, Rome wasn't built in a day.
1: Yes, exactly. We need to move faster right.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Jen, for sharing your valuable insights and journey. I'm sure it must have inspired many women entrepreneurs across to look ahead and succeed in the ever-changing landscape of 2023. Your advice is a great resource for companies looking to create a more inclusive and welcoming environment for women in the workplace. We really appreciate your presence today, Jen. Um, thank you for your time today.
1: And thank you so much for having me. Again, I'm honored that you invited me for this conversation. Thank I look you. forward to more.
0: Likewise. That brings us to the end of another episode full of small business insights. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and we encourage listeners everywhere to explore even more on canadiansme.ca. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, we would like to thank our exclusive banking partner RBC, our exclusive shipping partner UBS, and our exclusive accounting software partner, Zero, for supporting this initiative. We share the podcast and feel free to check out the other episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe Canadian SME Small Business Magazine and Indigenous SME Magazine to stay up to date on all our upcoming events and get the Top business insights from industry leaders. This is Karina, your host for the Small Business Podcast.
2: Attention, all entrepreneurs in the Toronto area. The time is approaching to take your company to the next level. Join us at the 7th Annual Business Transitions Forum at the MTCC Toronto on May 9th, where you'll learn growth and transition strategies that will help you transform your business network and gain insights from fellow entrepreneurs acquirers and mergers and acquisitions professionals to gain actionable strategies that will help you form a clear plan for the future of your company act now and use special promo code SME 20 for 20% off at checkout tickets are selling fast so you don't want to wait visit business transitions forum.com that's business transitions forum.com
0: thank you for listening to the Canadian SME podcast please visit canadiansme.ca to subscribe and join us next week as we share more expert advice from Canadian business leaders.